0: 100,000 deaths a year in the U.S. due to people falling asleep at the wheel. So it's insane amount of bad things that happen when we don't get sleep. Um, it's important to get sleep. And the reason is so that we can complete all of these cycles of REM and non-REM sleep.
1: All right, so what is sleep? Uh, sleep, as we know it, is a reduced mental and you know, reduced mental and physical activity. And if you were before the nineteen fifties, you probably assumed, like most people, that the body and the brain were completely dormant. What we now know, after peer reviewed research, science studies, is that that could not be further from the truth. And it actually turns out, and this is from Mark Wu, uh, neuroscientist uh, and sleep expert from Johns Hopkins University is that it turns out that sleep is a period during which the brain is engaged in a number of activities necessary to life, which are closely linked to the quality of life. And so when we go through our sleep, there are two phases, and I won't get through all the details. I'll let Bostad go through that. Non-REM sleep and REM sleep. It's important to know REM is rapid eye movement. And so at the period of non-REM sleep, which you are slipping into at the very beginning, multiple stages, uh, there are multiple stages with this. However, this is when your heart rate and your breathing start to regulate. Your body temperature starts to drop. This is if, again, you knew nothing about sleep only by, you know, watching your grandparents or watching your, your brother fall asleep. You would... This is where you would probably think that you stay the entire time. Then you slip into what is REM sleep. Now, REM sleep is interesting because this is where behind your closed eyelids, this is where your eyes start moving rapidly, right? Hence the name. But your brain waves are similar to actually those as though you were awake. So your brain is moving, your breath rate is increasing, your body temporarily becomes paralyzed and this is the point in which we start to dream um now Bostead, I'll pass it over your way and and let's get into some of the uh the gritty
0: details absolutely so as bruce said you have uh you know these different phases of sleep and the reason these are so important is because going through these cycles is what allows a lot of the restoration to happen in your body and a lot of the numerous good effects of sleep Um, i'm not going to go into them here i think it's a pretty universally accepted truth that sleep is super healthy Uh, the punjabi lab shows that it you know decreases hypertension um, and you know lowers blood pressure helps muscle recovery and muscle growth if you're training hard um, you know helps alertness and awakeness the next day i read somewhere that something like a hundred thousand deaths a year in the us due to people falling asleep at the wheel so it's insane amount of bad things that happen when we don't get sleep. Um, it's important to get sleep, and the reason is so that we can complete all of these cycles of REM and non-REM sleep. Um, you've got your different stages of sleep, stage one, two, three, and REM. Um, the cycle goes, you know you fall asleep, stage one, then two, then three, then REM, um, and then backwards through the process. Um, again, each stage is associated with different uh, frequencies within the brain. Um, moral of the story: We still don't know exactly what's going on in the brain at, at these different times, but we know that you know your body is doing rapidly different things. Stage three is deep sleep, uh, where you have large brain waves and where the body is most relaxed, and as Bruce said, REM sleep, rapid eye movement, um, where you dream and is close to wakefulness. So all have a great good effect. Um, And again, the reason to be aware of the cycles, there's something called sleep debt. Um, So you want to make sure you're getting enough sleep every single night. Easy way to do that is keep a sleep journal, you know, journal or log how much sleep you're getting, and notate when you You know, feel good during a day. That's probably the amount of sleep over time that you need. And you want to be mindful that you don't go into too much of a sleep debt. That means, you know, you found that you do well with seven hours of sleep a night. Then you get six for three nights in a row. You're in a negative three-hour sleep debt at that point. Um, Another study, a more recent study from the Roth lab, Uh, highlighted that sleep debt is much more harmful if occurred in one night versus over a series of nights. So if you are going to stay up till 3 a.m. one night and put yourself in a five-hour sleep deficit, that is much more harmful than sleeping one hour less for five nights in a row. Even though at the end of that five-night stint, your sleep debt is the same amount of hours, it is much worse to do it all in one night because that affects again, you can't go through as many cycles of sleep, um, and this is very harmful to your health.
1: Interesting. So it's it's the same exact thing that we've always heard too when we were in college, and they start talking about you know binge drinking, for example, right, where you know the you could not drink. Or have a couple beers or anything throughout the week, but if you had that one night where you just went at it, uh, that was obviously incredibly harmful for you. Um, we're probably still, we're probably still experiencing a little bit of that with the bachelor party coming up.
0: Exactly, exactly. And uh, again, this isn't to say don't live your lives right. Like the, these things are going to happen. This is not saying you can never be in a sleep deficit. But um, again, something to be aware of um, as this is so, you know, so vitally important. So uh, purpose of this podcast, I just wanted to touch briefly on sleep and and the different ways we do it and then go into a couple of items I think people can use. I was hoping this would be a, a very practical podcast just to show some ways that are, in my opinion becoming more well known for how to improve your sleep habits and overall improve the sleep quality of your life. Uh, before I jump into that Bruce, do you have any other research you found or anything else interesting about sleep you wanted to, to share? Oh it, it might it might coincide
1: with with what you probably have as well, right It's just different ways to implement sleep different things in sleep that could or different different attributes um, ahead of sleep. That could be beneficial. For instance, like I did not know that having your magnesium intake up to 400 to 420 milligrams, right? Magnesium is part of so many chemical reactions within your body and you want to talk about getting into a really good sleep. Make sure that your magnesium intake is uh, where it needs to be. The other thing is, and where it needs to be is 400, 420 uh, milligrams based on my research. The other thing is, and again, this is speaking with a a sleep sleep doctor, if you will, journaling. Your brain is constantly working puzzles. It's designed to work puzzles. And so by journaling and writing down bullet pointing exactly what it is that's on your mind at the current day and then speaking out loud, I will deal with this in the morning. I will deal with this in the morning. coincides with if you haven't listened to the hypnosis podcast that we did where actually affirming that allows your brain to shut down and pause on that activity and then move forward into your your sleep cycle. Um, have a couple more, but I want to hear what you have both said
0: yeah, no, absolutely. that magnesium one is fantastic. uh magnesium uh you know different forms of it cross the blood brain barrier easier and help you know modulate your your brain chemistry to help neurotransmitter release, so um certainly a very powerful one. light is one. That has been a huge unlock for me. Um, Again, Andrew Huberman talks about this at length and is actually one of the people who researches this as he is an ophthalmologist as well. Uh, But ensuring that you don't view light late into the night. So anytime around when you want to fall asleep. This includes light from your phone. So if you're going to read or something, keeping it on the lowest possible uh, light setting and minimizing the amount of light that you're exposed to late in the night. And on the flip side, using light in the morning to help wake you up. So he recommends viewing, you know, sunlight within 15 minutes of waking up. Uh, This will help set your circadian rhythm and get you to into a good sleep pattern. One thing I would add that I've done with this, I've started waking myself up with light. So if you have any type of smart home features, which I have very few, but I have you know smart home plus two smart light bulbs in my room, and every night before I fall asleep, I say, hey Siri, turn on the lights at 6.30 a.m. or whenever I'm gonna wake up, And then I'll set an alarm after that, you know, 15, 20 minutes after that. But what I found is that just the light alone is waking me up. And not only is it waking me up, I'm able to like spring out of bed and I'm much more motivated than I usually am uh, while my alarm is ringing in a dark room. So light uh, can be a very powerful tool to help you set that rhythm. Setting a consistent rhythm is important. So falling asleep and waking up at generally the same time, you don't want too much variance in that. Um, which is why setting that you know time is very important. Um, yeah, any that makes sense, Bruce. Anything else on light? No, no. Um, if you don't have, so this
1: is more or less when you wake up, though. But if you're like right now with the changing of time, it's you know we're not we're not waking up to sun exposure quite as as much or as much light exposure, and so there are sunlight stimulating. Uh, lamps, and so what you want to look for is ten thousand LUTs. Uh, those lamps are really helpful, especially in the morning. Um, so that's it on on lamps. If you don't have, a, I have a couple other little tips and tricks that they were news to me. Uh, but Go if you it. have a few more, okay. So one. Take a thing or think about your your bed, right? And now they say every bed that you buy lasts probably 10 years. That's usually the, you know, the warranty, if you will, or the expectant or the life expectancy. Every six to 12 months, you should be switching your bed around. That's going to one prolong your bed, but two, you're going to notice a significant, uh, you're going to notice that your sleep is, is a bit better. And the same thing goes with your pillows. I don't care what The advertisement is for your pillows on that, they'll last a year, two years. You want to be 6 to 12 months again, you want to be ripping and replacing those pillows. And you're going to notice a difference. And the reason being is because the foam, the material after, you know, nights, night on night with 20 pounds, 20 to 25 pounds laying and moving and then your body getting under it, they just don't form the same exact way. And so you want to make sure that you're ripping and replacing your your pillows, especially because, I mean, it's your head that's sleeping on these. Um, The other piece to this is, again, you you touched on the the blue light piece, but also like with the social media, it goes hand in hand. You do not want to be on that. You're constantly getting these hits of dopamine, and your brain wants more, wants more, wants more. So you mix social media, and then with the fact that blue light's already there, um, cause some people will have blue light glasses on, but if you're having that social media exposure and that dopamine hit, uh, it's not going to be helpful for you. So, uh, those were, those were a few things that I had to throw in there because yeah, I don't know when the last time I changed my, or turned my bed around.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And the. Uh, dopamine hits with social media. That is another very good point. Um, You know, that type of variable response reward where, you know, things are flashing up and and dopamine is spiking in your brain um, is very poor, a very poor way to get yourself in a relaxed state. Um, think about it this way. If you had a slot machine in your basement, would you go place the slots right before bed? No, you probably wouldn't. Um, cause you're doing any, you're probably going to get either very excited or very dejected if, uh, if what you want is not there. Um, caffeine, so I wanted to touch briefly on caffeine. Um, caffeine has a longer half-life than you think. Don't want to drink it before, you know, 10 hours or so before you want to fall asleep. Um, Eight to 10 hours is what they say. I I found 10 to be the most useful, um, the most, for me at least, the guarantee that I'm not going to impede any of my sleep. So, again, you want to go to bed 10 p.m. to wake up at 6 a.m. Don't have caffeine much past noon. So um, the the longer you go past that, the more caffeine will remain in your system uh, as you go forth. those were really my oh, and lastly you mentioned the the bed you know one t- note on your sleep environment cooler temperatures help you fall asleep those first couple stages of REM uh, are also associated with a decrease in body temperature and then before you wake up your body will naturally heat up um, so if you're having trouble sleeping or staying asleep uh, using uh, using the your thermostat to keep keep your The room in which you sleep slightly colder uh, will certainly help. Uh, Melatonin is another, you know, there are certain supplements. Bruce mentioned magnesium, uh, there's a few great supplements. Magnesium theanate, I believe, is is one of the better ones for sleep. Uh, you can get on Amazon or, or any nutrition store. Uh, melatonin is not recommended to be used regularly. It can be a great tool to help reset a circadian rhythm rhythm if you've been traveling especially or, you know, just been in a bad pattern that you want to break, uh, but it's not typically recommended for normal usage as you're, you will begin to become dependent on it, uh, which is not great. So... We hope you found these tips and tricks interesting. Uh, we plan on having a guest on soon who is much more of an expert in this field and can you know dive a lot deeper into these topics. But again, just to summarize what we've talked about, um, keeping a sleep journal, figure out what time and how much sleep is, is good for you and keep that steady. Um, make sure to, if you incur a sleep debt, try to spread it out overnights and don't go wild for, for one night itself. Use light to help wake yourself in the absence of light to help fall asleep. Consider magnetic Magnesium to help you uh, supplement. Don't use as much melatonin. Keep your bed cool. Uh, rotate your bed and uh yeah, get, get some good sleep.
1: Get some good sleep indeed. That's uh that's it on our side. Stay against the herd.